0: Hi, I'm Nora, and I'm at church. Jesus probably looked far more like Osama Bin Laden than the things you've seen on your wall portraying who Jesus is as an American. Um, I think we struggle with that because we feel like Jesus is made in our image. As white people, I think a lot of times we feel like we, we, Jesus is ours and we're giving him to other people
1: yeah defund the church rebuild the kingdom ain't no doubt time to wake up because the church walls shouldn't be there to keep people out yeah let's come together ready for change now is the time we are one unit that is under god let's put an end to the racial divide uh, i gotta scream it out louder let's rebuild the kingdom from the ground up bringing unity in the community and keep the holy spirit all around us yeah. Yeah. defund the church let's go hello everyone and welcome to the episode of defund the church I'm Frank Turner with Pastor Justin Douglas at the Belong Collective. And I want to thank you for tuning in today. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other major podcast platforms. Uh, Pastor, before we get into the episode today, just let the listeners know why they should be listening to Defund the Church.
0: Yeah, well, I think Defund the Church is an opportunity for us to focus on some things that need to be deconstructed within the church, some things that we need to pull our attention away from so that we can build the kingdom in the church. And uh as I as I've said, like I think, when you're going to remodel a kitchen, for example, you got to take things out if you're going to dream of something new. And there's an investment there. There's a uh, you know a, a way that we need to draw attention and and envision what this is going to look like, and then we need to put resources into that. And I think as we look at our world today, like people want the church to be invested in justice, and um, and for too long we've actually been on the wrong side of of justice issues. And I think part of what we want to spark conversations about here is an opportunity for us to grow in what it means for the church to do justice do it well to have the necessary conversations to acknowledge where we've got it wrong and what we need to rebuild in place of that and ultimately with a lot of humility because we're going to get it wrong a lot of times we're but we're not going to shy away from having the difficult conversations we're not going to avoid it and i think a lot of churches have been kind of in this uh, way of like avoiding and we don't want to have the conversation about race, for example, because too many people believe too many different things. And I think the church needs to lead right now. And it's a great opportunity. And so through this podcast, what we're trying to do is just create some of these conversations that hopefully give you the boldness to go back into your church and, and lead and not be afraid to talk and, and and work with one another and ultimately grow together in community, even as we even as we have differences, you know what I mean? But, but ultimately that we can have the conversations and move that needle toward justice.
1: Amen, amen. Um, so today's topic is gonna be quite interesting, I believe. I say that I believe a lot on every episode. I, I do believe all the topics are interesting. But this one is, I would say, gonna, gonna touch maybe a potential nerve, but the idea is white Jesus and, and the problems with it um, in, in American kind of Christianity. And I just wanted you to start, Pastor. I don't want to really guide you anywhere as much as do you, when, when, when the term white Jesus comes up or the idea of Jesus being white comes up, how does that, what does that do in, in for people that have problems with that Christianity? And what does that mean for, for the images that have already been created? Like what, where, where do you weigh in on the imagery and the idea that Jesus has been portrayed as being white?
0: Yeah, so I grew up uh, with an image of Jesus on our wall, of white Jesus. Um, in my church, we had an image on the wall of white Jesus. Um, I have since been to the Middle East multiple times, and um, and I realized, uh, whoa, if Jesus was from this region, he probably didn't look like what I saw on my wall. Um, this is shocking to Americans, but... Uh, I'll say it this way, and this is the way I've said it before, and it shocks people, but it's, it's an important visual for us to get in our head. Jesus probably looked far more like Osama bin Laden than the things you've seen on your wall portraying who Jesus is as an American. Um, I think we struggle with that because we feel like Jesus is made in our image. As white people, I think a lot of times we feel like we we jesus is ours and we're giving him to other people does that make sense like we're sharing jesus with um the third world countries does that make sense as if those countries don't have a lineage of having jesus before or or you know as if jesus is white and ours to share and we completely ignore much of the african history of um of christianity and the asian history of christianity and so um Part of it is our ignorance and not knowing history well, church history well, of not even recognizing, you know, <laughs> like even reading Exodus, it's like they're, they're in Egypt here. Like, this, like, just think about that. Like, just take, take a moment and pause and think like, you know, like, 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 like Moses might have been black, like, 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 just think about this. Like, um, I, and so I guess I just say that to say, like, I think part of it, and then the next thing I hear typically is, well, yeah, Justin, you might be right, but it's not that big of a deal. And I would actually say, well, I used to think that too. I used to think, well, you know, historical accuracy would be that, you know, Jesus would have looked more like a Middle Eastern man. And it's not that big of a deal. But what I've realized is it's just one more of the small things that, that elevates white supremacy, that elevates white as being most powerful, most, beautiful, most, like, whatever you want to say, like, it's just the superior. And so obviously, if you frame Jesus as white, over and over and over again, and you systematize that, then you've just made white Jesus the superior Jesus, even though it's not really reflective of what Jesus looked like. Um, And I think, I want to say it was National Geographic, or some, somebody did an actual, like, uh, scientific, like artist rendering sketch of what Jesus likely looked like. And it was a Middle Eastern man. Like, you know what I mean? And so um, uh, when we, when we think about that, we have to consider like when you look at some of these Jesus movies and some of these other things, like um, they cast blue eyed, blonde haired white men to play Jesus and you just look at it and then you, they, they cast the same type of characters to play Jesus' disciples and you're like, these individuals were not that. You know what I mean? And then, and then once they get to the story of the Ethiopian eunuch, oh, look, we have some color. Like, you know what I mean? Now now we bring in the color. Okay. And, and you're just like, but, but I think um, the reason this really matters is because the church has to accurately represent this, who Jesus is. Like, I, I just don't, we, we gain nothing by a false representation of Jesus's racial identity in a world where um, racism has become so apparent and prevalent. And I even think of like post 9-11, you know, Middle Eastern men were profiled and continue to be profiled today. And um, I wonder how much that would have been the case had our entire image of Jesus been that he was a Middle Eastern man. like some of those prejudices would have been harder to hold as Christians. And so um, there is power in the way we see Jesus, even racially. I think at first we need to acknowledge that there's power in that. We need to acknowledge that it's better to get the Bible accurate than to make it into our own image. And, um, And ultimately that this can be just one more foothold of white supremacy in our world that demeans the image of God in other people. That it lessens their uh, humanity uh, and ultimately becomes a way of holding power over somebody. So, Frank, I'd love to hear your opinion of this as a black man because I don't know if you grew up with images of white Jesus or how, how you grew up with it. I'd love love to hear that.
1: Man, thank you. That was again, that was an awesome um, just just the way you brought that brought that in. Um, you know, for me, I grew up, you know, my dad is a pastor. So I grew up, you know, in church and, you know, sometimes as kids, they would have like videos because obviously all kids, you know, don't sit through a five hour service to watch videos. Videos have, like you said, white Jesus, white disciples, and you don't think anything of it because it's like, hey, you're learning the story. You know, the prodigal son, you know, uh, David and Goliath, you um, Daniel the Lions, Den. I mean, all the major, you know, stories that you teach in a kid's Sunday school, they're on video, VHS tapes, by the way, it dates, dates how old I am, um, mm-hmm. and we watched them, and we didn't think anything wrong with it, and they asked us, hey, what did you learn today? We, hey, we learned about, you know, Daniel and Lions, didn't it? Or me Shadrach right and back the bed to go, how they were delivered from the fire. I mean, so the tools were fine, but but, but but, like you said, the biggest thing when you get older is, and now as a father, here's where it really comes into. My daughter says, what does Jesus look like? And then I'm like, and I'm like, well, I could try to get a picture. Like, I, I know what you told me. You said National Geographic sketch. So I thought about that. Mm-hmm. But I said, I told her this. I said, you know, Jesus looks like he looks like anyone who's doing what's right. Because we have this thing where I say you're doing what's right, you're doing what's mm-hmm. wrong. And she says, uh, you know. So I say he looks like he looks like people that are doing what's right. And I think that is is, is something to keep. But I, I think that what we've done is, unfortunately, like you said, it's easy to demonize people that if Jesus is white and he's the supreme person, then it's easy to make everybody else of different skin colors lesser than that. And I'm, I'm and, I, and I'm going to speak to something not, I don't want to get too far into this, but even we have to be careful as white people going the other way, right? So the Hebrew Israelites are big on saying Jesus was black, right? But they don't believe that he's, they don't believe in his divinity, right? They just believe that he's black and that White people are some kind of you know other miscreant, whatever. Not which which doesn't
0: make sense because it's just supremacy on the right. It's just it's on the other side.
1: And 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 the thing going back to what you said about history is, everybody even even people who are, you know, whatever they are, they know life started in Africa because if you look at tectonic plates, and I don't want to get into you know lesson here on geography so like that but th- there was there was one continent right and eventually it was moving apart and, and I've one of the things i've always wanted to know is when in the bible did that happen right like when did all those things happen right but neither here nor there life started in in africa so when you think about by the time the continent of europe was there like the gospel wasn't in europe even in a place when jesus would have been alive it wouldn't have it wouldn't have made sense from a time standpoint we I mean, look at ad and bc so the idea that Europeans have co-opted Jesus is, is, is incorrect. I guess the, the question I would ask you is what can be done about it? Because I think there are a lot of people to a man, if you had this conversation, you know, one-on-one and said, Hey, Jesus isn't white. He's middle Eastern likely looks like Osama bin Laden. Likely, likely looks like somebody who's been held illegally at Guantanamo Bay for the last decade without a trial. <laughs> right. Like it yeah. looks like one of those guys. Is there, is there a path forward to, Um, should should churches start removing this imagery? And and I'm not saying replace it. Don't even replace it. I'm almost in favor of saying, hey, can you remove it and just not put anything? Because we don't even need to have that. I think there's a reason why Jesus wasn't given a large description in the Bible, because he knew, like, God, God, if you don't think that God is God, just, if God existed at any other time, there would be photos of him, right? Like, like if he, if he has existed now, I'd be like, Oh, somebody got on Instagram. It's Jesus. whatever. But <laughs> he, he existed at a time where there was only people, people, nobody even paid really painted a picture of him. Like there's just people that made sketches and use yeah. and use and used like, you know, relative things, but nobody really had a portrait of Jesus. And I think that was on purpose because I think it's important that the image of God is what is in us and what we do and not what we look yeah. like. And, the problem that of making jesus and portraying him as white is it it, it provides it provide a barrier to people to say well you're coming to christianity now you're not you're, you're marrying it to a culture also which was all was was not always godly but then you got like oh you got the western ideals along with christianity jesus now you have to kind of bow down to this so i guess the the, the question is can this be reversed can is there a way to 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 educate the community saying this is really harmful practice how do we remove the image of white jesus in churches is that something that people would even do and even black churches have this image too so it's not even just like a white church thing right it's like oh well you know it's like i've been in many a baptist church where they've got the stained glass picture of jesus like kind of looking up like you know (laughs) it's like it's everywhere
0: yeah so I, I think we're having this conversation as America right now, even around our leaders who we haven't really properly educated our, we don't have a common memory about our past. We've, we've kind of uh, chosen to take some of it uh, and leave the other parts of it. And now we've, we've idolized particular figures in our past and in our history. And now we're wondering whether or not these should be symbols that we look to with favor and i think the problem is is that we've we've grown so prone to looking to these symbols for guidance um or as supreme for what it means to um be a leader or be a you know person of character or fill in the blank right that the moment you say let's take that down you create a really interesting identity crisis i actually think it's more of an identity crisis that we're going through than than anything else and i think the church currently is in the midst of an identity crisis. And that identity is, are we gonna find our identity in Jesus or are we gonna find our identity in white supremacy? And I I say that, and I know there's people that are like, Justin, that's pretty extreme saying the church is white supremacist. Okay, the church started the doctrine of discovery. And the doctrine of discovery is the idea that papal bulls were were given that, that people were allowed to go and take land from the savages, conquer them, proselytize them if they did not convert kill them like that's history and and you haven't been probably taught it well that it wasn't like the government did it and the church just was like well we're not going to get involved the the church led it the church was the one who like theologized it as if the white people going the europeans going and doing this you know colonizing uh were doing it in god's name and that happened here in america too And ultimately, that's continued to happen in subversive ways. And I would say one of those ways is the image of Jesus and the way we see Jesus, who we see Jesus as. And I think you're doing something great with your daughter and like, hey, you look like Jesus whenever you embody love. You look like Jesus when you serve someone self-sacrificially. You look like Jesus when you choose kindness, when everything in you is telling you to be harsh. You look like Jesus when ultimately you choose love over hate, like there's all kinds of ways to look like Jesus that have nothing to do with race, have nothing to do with you know skin color, have nothing to do with country of origin. Um, you can look like Jesus uh, without ever having the conversation about race. That's a great and healthy conversation and we should be having it as the church while also undoing the ways we've connected Jesus to white, uh, whiteness. And so I do think those images need to come down, but I think they need to come down with a conversation. It shouldn't just be like one day you walk in church and the image is gone. I think it should literally, you should put it on the stage and you should have a sermon about why it's going down. And you should talk about like, this is this, this needs to come down and you shouldn't put anything else up in its place. I don't think, I don't think propping Jesus up as a middle Eastern man is like the call of the church today. Hey, if you want to do that, if you want it to be accurate, fine. But the truth is we like to worship images. This was a problem way back, um, you know, in the Ten Commandments, obviously, right? Like, this is a problem. We, 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 we like to, to worship a calf or, you know, like random things. Like, we'll find something image-wise to worship. And so we don't need the image of God on a portrait to worship. We need what the life, ministry, and teachings of Jesus to actually elevate in our lives and, and worship in a way that we actually form our lives around those practices that's the best kind of worship. And so, I mean, like James says, true religion is caring for the widows and the orphans. It's like, like, like true religion is not having the proper image of Jesus on the wall. So I'm not trying to say that like somehow we win religious points by doing that. But I do think we, we can at the very least undo some of the harm we've caused and then ultimately elevate that we need to move the needle toward looking like Jesus in our life. And in the way we minister to one another, and in the way we love one another, that will elevate the image of God, and ultimately, that will be what undoes much of the harm that's been done by elevating white Jesus.
1: Man, that's that's good. I don't I don't really have anything to add. To that. I just I think that this is just another thing that we have to talk about when we were talking about defunding the church and rebuilding the kingdom. Um, these are important things that. Um, I think just because we've done things as people for a long time doesn't mean it's the right thing, um, and I think it's important to be able to have conversations and look and filter them through the spirit and say, hey, you know, what 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 other issues is this causing possibly? Um, and and then I guess the last thing I would say is, if is do you, this is I'm just going to throw this one yeah. question: if the image of Jesus was replaced by a Middle Eastern man, I'm not even advocating for that. But would that, what would that do to you feel like maybe the white evangelical church? Are there people that only feel comfortable in Christianity because of the imagery that there has been falsely portrayed? Is there, is there that? Is there something where it's like, wait, well, my Jesus is white. Like, let's just say they said, oh, yeah, we're going to replace him with a Middle Eastern man. We, we have accurate photographs. Are there people that would say, you know what, well, my Jesus is white, right? Like You know how people say this thing like, that's not my president about, you know, Obama or about you know trump they say that's not my president well they you know like is is there a contingent that people that are actually wed to that image that taking that down would be a real stronghold
0: i'm i'm sure there's many people that taking down that image would be a real stronghold in the way they've come to know jesus and i think you know the 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 real question in that as a leader as a faith leader myself as a pastor becomes at what, at what point do we try to get everyone on the train before it leaves the station? And at what point do we say, this train's got to leave the station because there's just too much at stake. And if some people get left behind, they're going to have to process that. And I'm just going to trust that ultimately the spirit of God is going to be with them in that processing. And uh, if, for example, they leave the church over you, taking down the image, <laughs> the white image of Jesus or whatever, or replacing it. And look, that's a one of the things that I think is interesting is like, if people take offense to you putting up the accurate image of Jesus, right? The, the, the middle Eastern image of Jesus instead of the white image of Jesus. Like, I almost feel like <laughs> that gives you, a. I almost feel like if I was, I'm not in a situation where a church has the white image of Jesus on the wall, but if we did, I almost feel like I would either take it down and have the conversation on a Sunday in a sermon um. Or let, let let's let's paint a picture. Justin's moving to another church, let's say, right? And I get to that church and I realize they have white Jesus on the wall. Probably would have figured that out before in my interview, but like, let's just say that's the case, all right? And uh, and 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 I decide we're taking white Jesus off the wall, and I say we're going to preach a sermon. So that would be one way I would handle it. I would preach a sermon and express why this is important. And ultimately, I would really I would really hinge that on um, this does not. Strengthen our 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 witness um, to our uh, brothers and sisters who are people of color, but even more so, this is just a lie. It's not true. It's 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 a fabricated reality. This would not have been what Jesus looked like. And ultimately, at the time this was made, maybe that had, maybe that was of little consequence. Um, but right now, it really is of large consequence because uh, imagery matters, and ultimately, it can be the way we celebrate things. Anyone who comes to me after that sermon and pushes back um, is revealing a little something about what's going on. Does that make sense? Like there's some white supremacy and racism. Now, look, I think there's some white supremacy and racism in all of us white people, just to be honest, like even myself, um, that I have to work through and I have to see, wow, I have knee-jerk reactions to that that ultimately have been, um, I've been conditioned to have when I see that. As a white man, does that make sense? Um, so I have to, I have to be aware of that. Uh, the other option is to take it down, put up Middle Eastern Jesus, and see who even notices and what they, what, <laughs> how angry they get about it. And when they get angry, use that anger as an opportunity to have the conversation about, wow, think about how angry you are. How angry do you think Black people and Middle Eastern people have been as they've seen white Jesus when they walk into churches over and over again? Wow, that. The way that you feel right now about Jesus being misrepresented, how do you think these people have felt? You know what I mean? And try to just turn it on like, I want to feel your pain, but I want you to also feel this community's pain. Sometimes those moments can be the catalytic moments of someone's journey. And I do think in our current climate, we are very quick to write people off. Um, And this, even this conversation of white Jesus, which can certainly be very heated, uh, could be an option for someone to have, you know, that kind of Saul de Paul moment of like, whoa, I never saw this. And now because my own emotion attached to it, I see it. Why am I so emotional about this? This is something that's really inconsequential when we really talk about it. But I've been taught it matters. Why have I been taught it matters? Why do I care? Well, it's probably because. You've been schooled in the art of white supremacy, as we all have in America. And, um, and you've got some unlearning to do and reorienting to do. And like, what a beautiful thing it is to actually be aware of the ways in which you need to deconstruct your faith instead of just living as if your faith is perfect. Like, so I, I, I think there's opportunity here with this one especially for someone who's maybe listening to this and they're a church leader or they're connected in their church and they have these images um, to say, Hey, maybe we need to rethink these images and, uh, and what their value is and what they bring, you know, to our community. So, yeah.
1: Amen. Amen. That was, that's, that's great. Um, Again, want to thank all listeners out there. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other major podcast platforms uh, Pastor, that was just an amazing discussion. We want to hope that you, uh, again, have this conversation in love. If you if you are going to have this conversation, as as with any of the defunded the church um, information, have it in love, right? Have it yeah. in love. And I would think that's what we always want to come back to: is having humility, having love. Because there's a lot of bl- we all have blind spots, mm. and and while it's easy for us to look at everybody else's, we there's a verse about the speck and the plank. Just remember, there's a plank in every in your eye, right? And so and just remember that, remove that first um, and then have the conversation in love. So I just want to thank everyone again for listening. Um, just want to encourage you to continue to subscribe, give us a rating, uh, leave feedback, let us know how we can, we can get better. Um, we th- Again, we thank you guys. We love you. Uh, we'll see you very soon on an episode of Defund the Church.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe. And iTunes, Stitcher, and automated platform.
1: And also, don't forget to visit defundthechurch.com where you can find news and information on how to support this movement and rebuild the kingdom.